But this message has touched me repeatedly the last two weeks, and I trust this morning God will enable me because I know that I'm but a human being, I'm flesh. And uh, therefore God has to use a fleshly vessel to deliver what he wants to say to you this morning. Where is God when you need him? Some time ago, many, many years ago actually, I preached a sermon. You can't find God sometimes. This morning I want to talk to you about this question, where is God when you need him? Where is God when you need him? I want to turn in the Bible to the book of Job chapter 23 and to Mark chapter 4. We'll begin reading in Job chapter 23. And in Job I will read from the NIV, but in Mark I will read from the King James Version. Then Job replied, every day my complaint is better. His hand is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling place. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like these are your words that you're speaking to God? Over my lifetime as a minister, I've spoke these words to God more times than I care to recollect. Ever felt like that way as a Christian before with your prayers, I can't find him? Have you ever just went to prayer and said, God, if I could just know you were listening to me for sure, this would be easier, Lord, if I could just know you were hearing what I'm saying. Well, Job, he found himself in such a place that he didn't know if God was listening or not to a degree. He knew his faith. He knew his relationship with God. He knew where he stood with God, but he didn't know for sure if God was hearing what he was saying. If only I knew where to find him, he said. If only I could go to his dwelling. I would state my cause before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would find out what he would answer me and consider what he would say. Would he oppose me with great power? No, he would not press charges against me. If I didn't go any further this morning, you should get a hold of that. Fact is, this morning, those times when you don't know God's listening, you don't feel like God's listening, you can't hear God anywhere. Job said this one thing I know about God in the past if I could get to where he was, if I knew he was listening to me, he wouldn't press charges against me. He wouldn't say it's my fault that I'm where I'm at. He wouldn't charge me as his friends did. I want you to listen to this man who found himself in such a state of affairs that he doesn't know where God is. He's not able to go where he is. He said, if I was able to just stand face to face with God in my hour of need, he wouldn't charge me with anything. See, the reason he was saying this was his friends, 
his, his friends who sat seven days without saying a word in his suffering, when they did speak, they began to charge him with this and that and the other. They accused him of not being the spiritual man he claimed to be. They accused him for not being as he ought to be. Verse 7 said that there an upright man could present his cause before him. I would be delivered forever from my judge, but if I go to the east, he's not there. If I go to the west, I do not find him. When he is at work in the north, I do not see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. But he knows that my way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. My feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to his way without turning aside. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. Job is making his claim. He's making his statement of who he's been. But he can't find God. Where is God? When we find ourselves in this kind of place, what do we do? We keep following where we've been. We keep following in the same steps we've been in all our life since we've known God. We keep trusting Him. There are two things that you need to keep in mind. Number one, Job couldn't find God. Job was in trouble, serious trouble. Lost his family, lost his home, lost all he had. He was now a pauper. He was covered in sores. He was a sick man, but he couldn't find God. Number two, Job knew that God knew exactly where he was. That is a good thing to know in time of distress, in time of need, in time of prayer, in time of trouble, in time of trial, in time of suffering, in time of loss. It's a good thing to know that you know where God is and God knows where you are even though you can't find Him. Even though He seems to escape your touch. He was going, he was going to come out as gold. That's what Job's attitude was. He was going to come out fine. Everything was going to be all right once God showed up. But right now, he can't find God. And then I'm reading from King James, Mark chapter 4. Verse 35, In the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Jesus talking, Let us pass over on the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, referring to his disciples, and there were also with him other little ships, and there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat in the ship, so that it was now full, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it? that you have no faith. And they feared exceedingly, exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Matthew 14, and straightway Jesus con 
constrained his disciple to get into a ship and to go before him on the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he sent unto them a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. For the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. And straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. All of these scripture in Job and Matthew brings to us the understanding that there are times in our time of trouble, in our difficulty, we don't have the position with God that we'd like to have. We have need of God and we can't find Him. Your prayers seem to be empty. Seem like you were saying words, but there was nothing answering. You know, we're just human. We're flesh and we go by feelings. I know that we say we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith as Christians, but the truth is we go by feelings more than we go by faith if we're honest with ourselves. Every one of us knows we have feelings and we walk by them and we go by them with emotions attached to those feelings. And that's why we enjoy feeling the presence of God. That's why we enjoy when we're able to say, I know God's in the house today. We love our feelings. It is also the same way when we're in trouble, when we're in need, when we're in sickness, when we've lost our health, when we've had disaster seem like come from every corner, every time something happens, something else happens the next day. And we got feelings. We're hurting. We're in pain. We're, we're, we're feeling bad for ourselves, but we can't find God. Have you ever went to prayer and went to seek God about a situation in your life or in your home, and it just seemed like no matter how much you said and how strong you spoke and how hard you prayed, whether you said it out loud or said it quiet, it just seemed like you were staying right where you were in your prayer life that that's miserable, isn't it? It's terrible when you pray and pray and pray and, it's, and you can't find God. You can't feel God nowhere and you begin to wonder just exactly where in, did I miss God? Where in this process did I get away from God? Where did I go wrong? What did I do to displease God so much that He won't even speak to me? He won't even hear me? He won't even come to my rescue? We don't even think about we're not going by feelings at that moment. We want some feelings. We want some kind of evidence. God is listening to us. We're distraught because we don't hear Him. We don't feel Him. We don't know where he's at. Job said, if I could just see him when he headed north. Not he was coming my way. Job said, if I could have just saw him when he headed north, I would have been a happier man than I am. Where did I go wrong? If I could just see him when he headed south, 
I'd feel better. But I didn't see him when he headed south. But he said, I don't see him anywhere. And then the disciple out of the, out of the sea, see him come walking on water. Don't you get this picture? Job said, I can't see him. The disciple said, I saw him walking on the water. And it scares them out of their wits. You know, and on and on I could go. But the bottom line is, sometimes we just don't seem to be in connection with God. But when we need God, when we felt that it was nowhere to be found and we cried, Hey God, I really need you now. I really, really need you. But he can't be found. There are those times when you don't deserve a blessing. You've been there too. If you're a Christian, a believer, you've been there too. When you didn't deserve a blessing, you've been bad, you haven't done what Job said he'd done. Job said, I've walked in every step correctly. I have kept myself from sin. That's why I know he's going to hear me sooner or later. But you haven't done that that's right. And out of the clear blue, for no apparent reason whatsoever, God just pops a blessing on you. And you straighten up, you know, I've done it so many times driving. The other morning, matter of fact, this week, I started out of the driveway down here and that sun from the east is so bright you can't look and see the traffic coming. And I was busy trying to see through the sun to see the traffic coming. I paid no attention to this coming this way that I could see real clear. And I almost pulled right out in front of a fella or a woman. I don't know which. I was too busy trying to stop. They were too. They was trying to get on the other side of the road. And I got in the road, headed on up the road, and I said, Lord, I didn't know you was even around. But here you are. Just popped a blessing on me. You ever been there? Wasn't praying about it. Wasn't asking nothing about it. And all at once, God just shows up like that. I was in line at Walmart last week. And I was one or two people, I don't remember which. I wasn't the next person in line, but I was back some. And this, 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 this precious little elderly lady, black lady, was up there. And, and she couldn't find her money. And the cashier come around and they both was digging in her big old purse. That's, that makes me think of Darlene. Darlene will, Darlene will get out of the vehicle, drop her keys in her purse, and it'll take five minutes to find them again. I don't know how they figure out how to get in the bottom. She tells me, go get my keys. I, I said, Darlene, there's no need to be going looking for them keys in that purse. And I was thinking, I was standing there sort of smiling, watching these two ladies work in that purse. And they finally found a little roll of money. And the cashier got back on the other side, and I'll try to make this story real short. And, and she was short. She didn't have enough money to pay for the groceries she had in the basket. And, and so the cashier comes back around on the other side, and she says, show me what you want to take out. And they had two buggies now. 
and they took out of this buggy and put in that buggy, and they'd go back and look at the cash register, and the, the person's in front of me, I couldn't see their faces. I don't know what they were doing. And I'm standing there watching this, and, and I'm thinking, bless her heart, bless her heart, bless her heart. And, and they'd take things out, and they'd go back, and, and they'd done this a good little bit. And I thought to myself, uh, I feel so bad, you know, about for the little lady. And all of a sudden, Lord spoke to me and said, why don't you go up there and pay for it so they can quit doing that? I didn't hesitate. I just walked up there and paid for it. I said, I'll pay for it. What is it? And I hand her, hand her the bills, and there was change coming back. And when she gave the change back, she gave it to the little black lady that, that was trying to pay for groceries. She turned to me and said, Sir, I'd walk back to back there to where I was at in line to my buggy. She says, Do you want the change? And she couldn't hear, and so I had to walk back up there. I said, No, ma'am, you just keep the change. It'll be fine. And she run and grabbed me around the neck. And when she grabbed me around the neck, she don't know who I am for nothing. And I don't know who she is. And she starts saying, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this man that just supplied my need. I'm not talking about me here. I'm wanting you to see that she was not even aware that God was going to supply her need at that moment. There he was, though. There he was just right there and gave her a blessing. Look, I thought I'd been a bad boy this week and here God is blessing my socks off. Some dear saint over there who knows that you've done everything they need to do that week and they can't seem to get a prayer past their lips. Well, probably all of us have been there. All of us have been in those places. You may be there this morning. I can't get these pages apart. Where is God in my situation? Where is God in my time of trouble? Where is God on my job? Where is God during my sickness and during my disaster? Where is God in the situation I have no answer for? You see, the fact is we lean on the natural and not on the supernatural. Our tendency is to lean toward that we see, that we feel, that we hear, that we taste. And if we're sick in body, friend, that's where we are. It's not supernatural now that we're feeling. It's pain that we're feeling. Our head, we don't know God's a... We in our head, we know God's a healer. But in our body, we don't seem to know it. In our spirit mind, we know God's a healer. But in our physical sick body, we don't know God's a healer. You say, where is God in those hours? You see, human emotion includes our hearing from God many times. We're so caught up in, in, in sometimes we don't even hear the still small voice of God that's present. Where is God in those hours? The word says, be still and know God. Be still and know God. And I'm thinking sometimes I can't be still. God's going to have to catch him while I'm running trying to figure this out. Where was God when Elijah met Jezebel? Well, just a little bit earlier, Elijah, the man of God, just called fire down from heaven. Had one of those glorious services. You know where like we have around here sometimes when everybody, even the pews, want to get up and run. When it seemed like the lights are praising God. 
when it seemed like the pews are praising God. But isn't that the way it is every time? And you walk out of the building the next day, bam, it hits you right in the face. Trouble from every side. And you think, boy, I thought after that service last night, God, I'd never have another problem. When Elijah was called, fire down from heaven, fire consumed the offering, burn up everything, he's already run to Jezreel and told it there. The power of God fell on the mountain. Jezebel said, pooey on your power. Before the sun goes down, I'm going to have your head. The same man that was on the mountain in the fire runs as hard as he'd run. He runs for his life. Where was God? I mean, God was on the mountain. Where is God now in my situation? Do you understand Elijah was still, listen close to me, do you understand Elijah was still the man of God that he was on the mountain? But he's running from a woman. Do you understand he was still the powerful man of God? He was still ready to face the devil and the demons, but all of a sudden one woman set him to run and put him to flight. And he's running for his life. Where was God? I'll tell you where God was. On the authority of God's word, I'll tell you where God was. And that's where God is in your situation this morning. In your life. In the thing you're dealing with. In your life. God was over there taking a bunch of, talking to a bunch of ravens. Blackbirds, if you want to call them that. God was over there talking to a bunch of blackbirds and Elijah was running for his life. And God said to the blackbirds, said, I've got a man on the run. He's going to get tired after a while and he's going to sit down under a tree. And when he sits down, I want you to go feed him and water him. It may be that God is just ready to send something your way. It may be that God's just ready to move in your direction. If you'll stay steady, if you'll stay faithful, if you'll keep on keeping on, are you still with me? Stay with me. I want you to get a grip on this. Well, I could go so many places with this message, but I got to go somewhere closer. Where was God when the three Hebrew children were in the fire furnace? Have you ever thought about it? While they were standing up for God, the king gave a man and said, Bow to the devil. They said, We're not going to bow. You're going to learn that you're going to have to take stands for God sometimes in your life. Even when God's not showing up, you don't have to take a stand. We've come to a place in our society, if we are not quite there in Bible, Arkansas, yet we think we're bad sometimes, but we're not. We're not nearly bad yet. 
But we're moving closer and closer. There are Christians this morning just like you. Believe just like you do. Have the Holy Spirit just like you do. Speak in tongues. All of that. I read an article this past week where the fastest movement in the world in ten nations is people who are being filled with the Spirit and speaking other tongues of the Spirit gave others. This comes from Fox Business News. And the group that's getting it the most is the Catholics. Yeah that are turned to believing and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and believe in healing, divine healing. These three Hebrew children said, we don't know where God's at. We don't hear him nowhere. We don't see him nowhere. We can't feel him nowhere. But said, oh, king, this one thing we do know we don't know if God's going to show up, but we do know this. We're not going to bow. You just take that to the bank, king. We're not going to bow. King said, and we're going to throw you in the fire. You know how many people has been beheaded this week because of Jesus? We ain't got it bad, folks. We need to dig down a little bit and get a hold of something. We need to dig down a little bit. and Can, can you take it this morning? Can you handle your situation if God doesn't show up? Where is God when you need him? What I'm talking about, there must come a time in our lives when we're ready to trust God and make up our mind. We're going with God and we're going to trust God and it doesn't matter what what, uh, what happens, it doesn't matter. If God leads us through a valley or through some other situation, God leads us through. We're going to wait on him until he brings us out of the outside because when he does, he's going to deliver us with a great victory and with a great shout for his wonderful name's sake. If he don't show up in my sickness and I go to my grave in it, God still don't show up. Can I tell you today that whatever situation you're walking through, if you name the name of God and God loves you and you're a lover of God, I want you to know this morning he's right in the middle of where you're at. He's right in the middle of your financial problem. He's right in the middle of your sickness. He's right in the middle of your disease. He's right in the middle of your problem. That's where God is this morning in your life and mine. He hasn't gotten lost. He's still God. He's still the authority on this earth. He still knows where we are. You don't say nothing that he doesn't hear. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 said, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the spirit, flesh and spirit. James 4, 8 said, Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Yeah. Psalms 24, 3 said, Who shall ascend on the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity. All I've got to do this morning in my situation is stay steady on course. What I've got to do this morning in my situation is be faithful to my God and to my Lord and to my Savior, Jesus Christ, and sooner or later I will be victorious. Can I get an amen? amen. 
What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying this morning that if you have a situation where you need God in the middle of it, the first thing you ought to do is pick up the Word of God and say, Show me some Word here, God, that will reveal my troubled day and let me walk in it. And I will repeat before you, God said, I will hear you. I will come to you. I will be in the middle of your fire with you. That's His Word. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you're walking through the fire, God's there. If you're walking through the valley, God's there. If your heart's troubled this morning beyond recognition, God's still there. If your soul is in despair, God's still there. The clean heart will keep you above and within your circumstances. The clean heart will keep you within your situation. The clean heart will keep you ahead of the enemy of your soul. Notice what John said in John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You cannot worship if you have bitterness in your heart every day. You cannot worship if sin is always present in your life. You cannot worship if strife is always eating away at you. You cannot worship if anger study is in your heart. You cannot worship in spirit and in truth if jealousy is eating you alive. You've got to walk in God's plan, in God's way. Where else do I need? What else do I need to say here? We must walk in unity and in the Spirit of God will be in our midst. His words will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against Him. So I won't sin against Him. I don't want to sin against Him. I know what He expects and what He does. And Job said, I've walked there. Job said, I've stayed steady in those areas. Where is God when I need Him always in my situation? When our heart is pure, God is God always. Job said, Pastor, he couldn't find him. That's true. Job said he couldn't tell where he was. That's right. But so let me remind you, you may be in your situation, you can't tell where he's at. But there's another little thing that I told you when I started this message that you may have forgotten by now. How about Job? Job said, God... I walked where you wanted me to walk. I talked where you wanted me to talk. I've done exactly what your word called on me to do. I can't find you. I don't know where you are. But this one thing I do know. I know I've done this and since I've done it, there is coming a morning when I'm coming out of this thing, I'm coming forth as gold. I can tell you this morning, whatever situation you're in, and you may not know where God's at, I'm telling you if you'll get down to business with God and get your heart before Him, just stay steady. It doesn't matter that you can't feel Him. It doesn't matter that you can't hear Him. It doesn't matter that you can't find Him. 
It doesn't matter that you can't tell where he's at. I have it on the authority of God's word. He's right in the middle of your situation. Just like he was in the middle of the sea when the, when the disciples were trying to cross. Same day when Eden was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. I mean, you've, you've just had to have been in that, that count meeting we had. You, you just need to have been in that last service we had. You, you, would, you, would, you would understand that that's where I need to be. South said, we're going to sink. We've been on this lake many times. We've never seen it like this before. We fished out here, but we've never seen it like this before. I've never seen the boat get full of water before. Your boat full of water? You come to a new place. Somebody said, where's Jesus? I mean, we're bailing water. We're fighting for our life. Where's Jesus? I find myself caught in a storm before, and I don't even know where Jesus is. He is asleep on a pillow. That's what they discovered resting right in the middle of the storm. Why was he resting? Because he knew the outcome. Are you there this morning? You have asked him that question this week. Don't you care, Lord? Aren't you just a little bit interested, Lord? I mean, look. How long have I been fighting this battle? Lord, don't you just at least want to tell me you're watching over me? I can't find you. I can't feel you. I can't sense you. Where are you? They woke him up, said, don't you care that we perish? Jesus said, peace be still. The Bible said there was a great calm. Come to the music, please. That scared them even more. I've seen God come to a situation before that it startled me. I thought, what caused that? I believe this morning somebody's in this house that God wants to do a quick work for. Just like that. As your faith is, so be it to you. He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. In Mark chapter 4, verse 40, said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and sea obey him? One last thing, and I'm closing. And they feared exceedingly. Now there is no wind, but they are now really afraid. All of a sudden, there is no wind. Now they're really afraid. When I was healed of cancer, no telling how many prayers had been prayed, how many tears had been shed. One Sunday morning when I was too sick to preach in New Jersey, and I made my way to the pulpit because it was right through the door from my living room. 
and between 10 and 12, God done one of those all of a sudden things, healed me. But no question in my mind what my doings, because my complaint had been bitter. You know what? Several years after that, every time I would get a pain, a little old man was on my shoulder that said, you didn't get healed. I had to talk to that guy every day. I had to talk to him every day for several years. You just thought you did. Even though it all healed up, Everything was gone. That little man had come and say that. He's always one of them little guys. I call them demons. You may call them something else. That sits around telling you your defeat. Telling you why you ought to give up on God. Why God's not listening to you. God's not in your situation. God loves everybody, but he don't love me. That's a lie. God loves everybody. God loves the sinner. God loves the downtrodden. God loves everybody. You may not love everybody, but God loves everybody. And you are one of them everybody's. God loves you. If you're here this morning, you just need that special prayer. You just need to come before God one more time and be like Job, if nothing else. God, I'm looking to the north. I'm looking to the south. You ever done that? I've walked this building right here. I prayed to the east, I prayed to the north, I prayed to the south, and I prayed to the west. Didn't get no closer to God that particular day that I could tell. But I'm looking for him. Are you looking for him this morning? Would you stand? Your miracle might be the next one God performs. If I were you and I had a need, whether it was me God was talking about or not, whether God said anything to me. I'd make my way down to the front. I just believe there's, there's faith in walking to the front of a church. I believe God can do whatever he wants to do where you're standing, but there's just something about there's a faith walk that we need to do sometimes in the balcony and on this main floor. You may need to walk a faith walk this morning. You may not have a problem in the world, then you, of all people, ought to be really thankful and give praise. Would you come this morning? Would you come and stand here this morning in front and there'll be people that'll pray with you? Come out of the balcony. Come from your pew. We'll just have some prayer, prayer teams come over here. Meet these folks here at the altar, please.